You're a fucking anti-American. Oh, I'm an anti-American? Yeah. You stupid bastard. I'm a fucking patriot. No matter what the globalists want to do, no matter what politicians want to do, this country is going to make it. We will look back on tonight as when this new chapter of American greatness began. The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show. Well, thanks. We're, we're excited to be here. And um, I just want to say uh, something uh, quickly. Um, you know, uh, Joe Biden has taken to himself to try to single out Florida um, over COVID. Uh, this is a guy who ran for president saying he was going to, quote, shut down the virus. And what has he done? He's imported more virus from around the world by having a wide open southern border. You have hundreds of thousands of people pouring across every month. And it's not just from Mexico. In fact, it's rarely from Mexico. You have over 100 different countries where people are pouring through. Not only are they letting them through, they're then farming them out all across our communities across this country, putting them on planes, putting them on buses. Do you think they're being uh, worried about COVID for that? Of course not. So he's facilitating. Who knows what new variants are out there? But I can tell you, whatever variants are around the world, they're coming across that southern border. And so he's not shutting down the virus. He's helping to facilitate it in our country. And what is his big solution? What is he so upset about Florida? His solution is he wants to f have the government force kindergartners to wear masks in school. He doesn't believe the parents should have a say in that. He thinks that should be a decision for the government. Well, I can tell you in Florida, the parents are going to be the ones in charge of that decision. And one of the major uh, medical people in his administration just recently told parents that they should be wearing masks at home when they're around their own children. This is insane. Joe Biden also believes that vaccination should be mandated by force of government and that you should have to show vaccination status to be able to participate in society. Now, Florida, we're very proud of our seniors first strategy. You look at the mortality in nursing homes among seniors, it's declined dramatically. But we said from the beginning, we're going to make it available for all but we're not going to mandate it on anybody. That's ultimately an individual's choice to be able to do it. Biden, he rejects science because he denies the fact that people that recover from COVID have long-lasting immunity. And that's been proven time and time again, and the data is very clear. So his vision is, just like in New York City, restaurants should ban young kids from being able to go in because they're not eligible for vaccination and law-abiding citizens have to produce proof of their medical records just to go to the gym or attend an event or just to participate in everyday society. He wants that, but yet if you want to vote, he thinks it's too much of a burden to show a picture ID when you're voting. So no voter ID, but have to show your medical papers just to be able to live an everyday life. Give me a break. And so I think the question is, is we can either have a free society or we can have a biomedical security state. And I can tell you, Florida, we're a free state. People are going to be free to choose to make their own decisions about themselves, about their families, about their kids' education, and about putting food on the table. And Joe Biden suggests that if you don't 
do lockdown policies, then you should, quote, get out of the way. But let me tell you this. If you're coming after the rights of parents in Florida, I'm standing in your way. I'm not going to let you get away with it. If you're trying to deny kids a proper in-person education, I'm going to stand in your way, and I'm going to stand up for the kids in Florida. If you're trying to restrict people, impose mandates, if you're trying to ruin their jobs and their livelihoods and their small business, if you are trying to lock people down, I am standing in your way, and I'm standing for the people of Florida. So why don't you do your job? Why don't you get this border secure? And until you do that, I don't want to hear a blip about COVID from you. Thank you. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Jane Ruby and I am back with you today in the war room. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I have an amazing three-hour show uh, that I've put together. I wanted to um, mention to everyone, um, look, I I really um, am grateful to Owen and Alex for their confidence in me and um, uh, it, you might be interested to know that um, I have, you know, full autonomy in terms of what I, I put together for a show. And I do put this together uh, in in a sense to uh, expand the education that I do from a lot of the stories that I bring forward and talk about, um, especially regarding sort of the medical issues and things like that. gives me an opportunity to really um, expand that information to you. So, uh, you know, and it's such a luxury because the production team is first class and uh, after producing my own show in D.C. for a number of years, I can tell you it's really nice to have professional producers. Uh, so I'm back. I'm glad that you're with us. For this um, this uh, three hours, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the show today. My title is uh, "Pandemic of Lies on the Unvaccinated," and I was inspired uh, to pick that title uh, because of the narrative that it seems like everyone uh, who's uh, on in this cabal and who's part of this you know this uh, experiment on humanity has been utilizing pandemic of the unvaccinated, which is an out-and-out lie. We're going to talk a lot about that today, and we're going to uh, unfold and explain why this is uh, really a pandemic of war, if you will, uh, if you want to start playing with the words, of the unvaxxed. Um, Great guest today. I'm very excited to be talking to my colleague, um, Dr. Carrie Madej. We have not had a chance to meet in person, but we've... uh, been connected and working together uh, all along the way. She has some really interesting information. She's been a leader in this uh, ridiculous scandemic. She's informed millions of people of what's really going on, and so I'm looking forward to to talking to her today. And then um, I'm bringing back um, um, uh, Patrick King, who's been on the, uh, the circuit for the last couple of days. You may have seen his interviews on Stu Peter's show. Patrick King is an Alberta, a Canada uh, man, who very courageous man, who while in the process, as I understand it, of fighting a ticket for something ridiculous like not wearing a mask, 
he actually uh, forced, if you will, uh, the government to verify or justify all of the mandates, the lockdowns, the masks, things like that, um, by by showing proof of a whole isolated virus. And of course, no one's been able to do that. I'm going to talk a little bit about that later and show you some other information that uh, will will really open your eyes on that one. And and so he actually, through this process, single handedly got the province of Alberta literally freed. Uh, from their mandates and uh, lockdowns and masks. So kudos to him. We're going to hear the story directly from him. And I've got some interesting questions. He's, uh, as you can imagine, one of the, the, the Canadian men of the hour. So great, great. it'll be great to be talking to him. But I want to get back to this uh, pandemic, this, this narrative. Uh, we heard Governor, actually we heard Governor DeSantis a couple of weeks use uh, or, or at least spew the narrative temporarily that people in Florida hospitals were the unvaccinated. Uh, I think he was given bad information. A lot of us uh, immediately went into action and got through various sources uh, the truth to him with stats and figures and pictures. And uh, so he's kind of softened on that and he's focusing more on protecting the elderly here in Florida as he should, but we heard we heard some uh, weird maniacs like Governor Phil Murphy in New Jersey and uh, Cuomo, this this monster criminal, uh, call this uh, the pandemic, and all the media uh, in the mainstream media, pandemic uh, of the unvaccinated because they're coming after the unvaccinated. Uh, and 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 I have a lot of information to share with you that will give you good talking points, good understanding uh, going forward. But I want to also add, uh, let's also throw in there, pandemic of the dying, jabbed 12-year-olds. Why do I say that? Well, uh, just this week, was released July 30th, several days ago, the CDC, in its infinite uh, wisdom, through a publication they produce every week called Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. And so this is the first report, officially, I believe, that collates the beginning numbers for 12 to 17-year-olds. You'll remember that Pfizer was successful in getting an uh, emergency use authorization expansion to 12 to 17-year-olds, which really makes me sick to my stomach. I'm sure it does many of you as well. Now they're, they've submitted their request for 2 to 10-year-olds, uh, two, 2 to 11-year-olds. And uh, that absolutely has to be stopped. But let me give you some of the figures from this week because it is mind-blowing. When anyone says to you, yes, uh, it's safe, it's effective, the 12-year-olds can have it, the 15-year-olds, let me share some important numbers with you. Uh, let's see. They are reporting here on two systems, primarily VAERS, which many of you are aware of, Vaccine Adverse Reven Reporting System, and another system called vSafe, which... Uh, a priori gives a smartphone app to uh, to young people uh, using or who are getting the jab, and then they can uh, submit symptoms and things like that as they go along. So here are the numbers, really stunning, of from both. We have, according to their report, uh, ten thousand twelve to seventeen year olds in VAERS that have gotten the jab. And these are all Pfizer, by the way. They've, they've culled it out. We have 66,500 who have been jabbed, 12 to 17-year-olds, reporting out of the vSafe program. So 
common side effects, the most commonly reported were so far, remember this program just got started, but there were a lot of uh, people between the ages of 12 and 17 that were getting it kind of all along, slipping in, God knows how they were getting eligibility. The most commonly reported side effects were dizziness and headache. Now, out of the uh, 863 serious adverse events, those are those are defined as uh, death, going to a hospital, needing to go to a hospital, severe illness, you know, debilitating. 57% of them had chest pain. 41% had heart attack damage by virtue of abnormally elevated troponin levels, an enzyme, which by the way, I've been told by nurses across the country, these kids are coming in and their troponin levels normally are, I guess, Two, three hundred is abnormal or anything above. They're coming in in the thousands, folks. Remember the spike proteins, affinity for the cardiac tissue, myocarditis, which is inflammation, damage to the heart muscle. And uh, in addition to the troponin levels, uh, another, well, 40%, that's probably overlapping, had myocarditis. Now, let me tell you this. Two of them had lung pulmonary emboli, lung clots. Two of them had brain bleeds. Two of them had heart failure. Heart failure. That means the heart is no longer pumping enough blood to get out to the entire system. And as you can imagine, that's really havoc. Um, You might say, well, it's just two people with lung blood clots, two kids with a brain bleed. Um, Yeah, if it's not your kid. Brain bleed, 12 to 17 years old. Heart attacks, myocarditis. This should have been shut down a long time ago. And here's here's the other startling figure. 14 deaths. Is that is that a small number? I hear people say to me all the time, yeah, but that, that's just a small percentage. 14 health otherwise healthy with no previous health history, 12 to 17-year-olds died. Four of them were between the ages of 12 to 15, and 10 of them were between the ages of 16 and 17. I don't know about you guys, uh, but I've had it. I've had it. I get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of proton mail emails every day now with vaccine regret. They're begging me and to ask other experts as well for how to reverse this mRNA, how to get this poison out. And so far, I don't know how to respond, except that we don't know yet. Stay with me. On the other side, we're going to talk more about the 10 reasons. I preach about the dangers of cell phones all day long because they're supercomputers controlled by big tech that are spying on us everywhere we go and what we do. But because they have great cameras and great recording systems and great ways to communicate, I still have one because this Trojan horse, this Promethean fire, has a lot of power. But when I'm not using it, I lock it up in a high-quality Faraday cage, a privacy pocket at InfoWarsStore.com. We finally got them back in stock, the highest rated. They fit almost all types of Androids and iPhones at 50 50% off fourteen ninety five. They sell these babies for twenty nine ninety five all day long. We've got a private label with InfoWars on them for fourteen ninety five because I want you to get them and I want you to buy friends and family these systems to educate them about what these quote smartphones really are. This is a great way to limit your phone time use. It's a great way to spend more time with your family and it's a great way to know you're not being tracked by the criminal globalist system. They're fifty percent off right now at InfoWarsStore.com. 
Jacob in Ohio. Welcome. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going, Alex? Good, brother. Uh, great last caller. I just wanted to start with plugging your sleep supplement. Uh, it's basically the only way I get sleep anymore uh, with all the gaslighting, demoralization, and absurdity. Uh, it's like we're living at a twilight zone, man. All right, Eric in New Hampshire. Eric, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey, Alex. Thanks for taking my call. If I could, I just want to throw a quick plug out for the one of the products. Um, the X2 does wonders. I recommend it to everybody. If you're on the fence about it, get off the fence, get the product, support the Infowars. Tyler in Maine. You're on the air. Thanks for holding. Go ahead. Hey, Alex. It's great to be on with you. It's an honor. Honor to talk to you. Awesome. Uh, so first thing I wanted to do is say I love the products. Alpha Power, even at 29. If you ask my better half, she loves it uh, and it helps in the bedroom. So just number one for a few Well, it there. definitely works. It's not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Infowars.com forward slash show. Welcome back to the first hour of War Room. I'm Dr. Jane Ruby, your guest host, in today for Owen Schroer, and really excited to be here. Uh, before I bring in um, our whistleblower, I'm almost bringing in a whistleblower now every time I come in. Uh, but there are so many people writing to me every day. You cannot believe uh, from all over the country, emergency room physicians, nurses, uh, nurse practitioners, pharmacists, physical therapists, medical technicians. It's unbelievable. Same story, seeing horrific things. Um, we're going to talk to uh, this this whistleblower today about some really horrifying events that are happening in a huge um, medical system in her part of the country where she is an employee and they are about to force them to get the jab and uh, we'll see. Um, but I wanted to move into, before we talk to, to this person, I want to move into a couple of pieces of information. I've, I've made some statements about how this virus is uh, never been isolated. I get a little bit of pushback on my social media, people saying, oh, I read this or I heard that, that it was isolated. I would really appreciate it if they would provide the evidence instead of just what they, their hearsay is, because there's a lot of misinformation, if you, everybody hasn't figured that out by now. There's a lot of attempt to throw people off, throw us all off in this war. And so it's important to, to look at some of the facts as they are. Now, there's a publication that I came across called 10 Reasons Why SARS-CoV-2 is an imaginary and ther theoretical virus. And what they do is they take a, a, something, a well-accepted this group of postulates called Koch's postulates for legitimately identifying and isolating a virus. And it's really interesting stuff because when you think about it, um, no one has really, to my, I mean, that I've even seen, forget my satisfaction, um, no one has presented uh, a, a whole SARS-CoV-2 virus from an ill person, okay? The, uh, here's what they say in the report. The genetic sequences used in PCR tests, the same PCR test, by the way, that the CDC just said doesn't work and that they want labs all over the country to, to pick something else from a list of other um, invalidated experimental tests. Can you imagine the confusion coming? Wow. Um, the genetic sequences, these are just lineups of proteins used in PCRs to detect suspected SARS-CoV-2 and to try to diagnose cases of illness 
and death attributed to COVID-19 are present, listen to this, present, and I've said this many times publicly, it present in dozens of sequences of the human genome itself and in those of about 100 microbes. The test is worthless and all positive results obtained so far should be scientifically invalidated and communicated to those affected or their survivors if they died. Okay? So here's the point. Um, they go on to list these 10 violations of Koch's postulates. There, there is no virus, and, and I have found evidence of this next sentence. What they've used is a digital, theoretical abstraction created on a computer from a genomic database. In other words, when Alex Jones says Frankenshot, Frankenstein, you know, you have visions of pieces of things coming together, and that's exactly what they've done. Not only is it not found in nature, it's not organic, it's never been seen in, in the wild or in human beings, but it was designed from a computer putting together pieces of a, a genetic material from uh, possibly animals. The virus has never been isolated, purified, sequenced, characterized, and proven 100% to exist. So the next time someone says, oh, we have a diagnosis of the Delta variant. Really? I'd like to see that test. How do you distinguish the Delta variant in your PCR test that the CDC said doesn't work and is being recalled? That ought to shut down the entire conversation. Okay, so here are the violations. The microorganism must be identified in all individuals affected by the disease, but not in healthy individuals. Two, the microorganism can be isolated from a diseased individual and grown in culture. In other words, you have to, it has to replicate to be you know, viral load to make you sick. When introduced to a healthy individual, the cultured microorganism must cause disease. And the microorganism must then be re-isolated from the experimental host and found to be identical to the original one. Guys, that's not being done, never has been done. You don't even need to be a microbiologist or a virologist to figure that out. Uh, top Chinese scientists admitted they never isolated the virus. Uh, let's see, the CDC stated no quantified isolate was available. Really? Uh, let's see, the CDC admitted, and they have all the proof in this article, they have all the citations, all the CDC pages, the CDC admitted they made a digital virus of 30,000 base pairs using 37 actual sample base pairs. The SARS-CoV-2 theoretical virus, I've told you a number of times, was falsely validated by Christian Drosten and Victor Corman in what's called the Corman-Drosten paper used in silico genome of an in silico virus. These are made up. These are created. Your lives were shut down. Your businesses are gone. Your children got sick and are depressed. You, you have half of a life left because of something they created in a computer and told you was dangerous. Guys, and I'll still get mail or questions from people asking me, is the Delta variant more dangerous than the Epsilon variant? And is the Pi Psi variant? I mean, guys, how many times do you need to see the evidence? This is really dangerous for us. Okay, I get passionate, I get emotional, because I want everybody to wake up. We have a small window of time to come together, wake up. 
The UK government could not produce evidence. The Australian government could not produce evidence. The previous coronavirus has never been isolated anywhere. And the Canadian government, as just proved by Patrick King, who you will see and hear from with me in the third hour, uh, in his own words, will tell you how he nailed them and restored all the rights and freedoms in Alberta province simply by saying, in order to justify these lockdowns, I need to see proof of this virus. And the judge actually put the onus back, according to the story, and they couldn't do it. So they, they stopped all, all of the, uh, it, it's crazy. Um, I want to read something to you, and we have a minute here, from the Christian Drosten paper, right? Um, when they did this phony validation, you know, a validation of a tool, a measuring tool, essentially uh, verifies two things. One, that the tool actually measures what you need it to, right? A SARS virus. And the second thing is that it measures it consistently every time you use the tool. That's called reliability, validity and reliability. In the Christian Drosten, Corman Drosten paper, which they peer reviewed themselves, by the way, which is phony, they say they did this with, without, quote, without having virus material available. It's design relying on close genetic relatedness using synthetic, synthetic nucleic acid technology. We'll talk just a few minutes more about this on the other side of the break. Stay with me. I'm Jane Ruby in the War Room. The scientific dictatorship that I've been warning you about for 27 years has now gone from beta testing to operational. The globalists are out in the open with their planetary depopulation takeover, their robot takeover. But the good news is we've been working and you've been working and others have been working across the planet for decades to get ready for this, to be able to fight it off. Humanity is strong. We're incredible. And if we're aware of the attack that's happening, we have a real chance of defeating it. If we ask God for guidance, we will defeat it. So prayer is essential, research is essential, getting prepared is essential, and warning others is absolutely essential. And at the same time, supporting InfoWars by buying high-quality products to keep us on air is essential because they're great products for you and your family, and they're also funding our operation. InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWarsStore.com is incredible. A lot of our products that have been sold out because the supply chain breakdowns are back in, like Bodies, Vasobeats, and others. So get them today at InfoWarsStore.com, and I thank you for being part of the resistance. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. The fight for the future is now. This is The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Whoa, the time goes by so fast when you're in The War Room, doesn't it? I'm Dr. Jane Ruby, back in for Owen Schroyer today, and we're just flying through this first hour, I gotta tell you. Uh, check out the InfoWars store. I've, I've gotta get my... I've gotta get my uh, 
protection sleeve, my privacy sleeve. That that sounds fabulous. And yes, in every color, because I'm still a girl. Hey, I just want to uh, wrap up a couple of points on this um, this Corman Drosten paper. I want people to understand that when when you hear that this virus has never been isolated, it's important to understand. It, even they lay it out here in plain sight, and in this fake paper where they fraudulently claimed to validate this uh, this PCR test. They, they say a viral genome sequence, not a virus, not a whole virus, was released for immediate public health support via the community online resource virological.org on 10 January 2020 from Wuhan, China. And listen to this. Followed by four other genomes deposited on uh, 12 January in the viral sequence database curated by the global initiative. Oh, wow. What can go wrong with that? Right? These aren't, there was never a whole virus released. These are, these are pictures of things. And it says here, the RNA, the, you know, the genetic material was extracted from clinical samples with Magna Pure 96 system. And then it says in parentheses, Roche, in Pennsburg, Germany, from cell culture supernatants with the viral RNA mini kit all oglionucleotides, all those proteins, by the way, were synthesized and provided by a company who I've talked about before, TIB Mobile in Berlin, which also has within its building uh, a PCR test kit manufacturing plant. What could go wrong? Hmm. Starting to see the connections? So in conclusion, let me just say that you cannot have a specific test for a virus without knowing the components of the virus that you're trying to detect. And the components cannot be known without having previously isolated or purified the virus. Once you understand this, you'll see that this is an entire scam. It's an entire lie. And and and, and these people go on, oh, Dr. Kerry Mullis, they, they summarize what he said. The genetic sequences used in PCRs to detect SARS-CoV-2, which is a hoax, Uh, and to detect cases of illness, are also present, these genetic sequences, think, are also present in dozens of sequences of the human genome itself, okay, and that includes inhibitors or primers, okay? More, none of the seven human coronaviruses have actually been isolated, and all the sequences of the primers, uh, uh, as well as those of a large number of fragments of their supposed genomes, are found in different areas of the human body right? So again, when somebody tells you about the Delta variant, you got to laugh in their faces, right? It's ridiculous. Uh, you could see the lie. If you, if you understand just this basic little bit of science I'm sharing with you, and you verify by going to the Corman Drosten paper, you can see everything I just read to you and more. You'll see that no one's ever had a whole virus. The PCR test was validated fakely. It was fraudulent. It wasn't really validated. Uh, falsely claimed to be validated based on pieces of computer-generated Franken-genomes. I mean, guys, this is so easy to overcome. So easy to overcome. Okay. Um, I want to bring in um, my my first guest today. This is uh, another whistleblower from a very large health system across the United States. We try to keep things very broad. I personally have vetted this person. I know the person's full name. I verified where they work. I've seen documentation that this person has uh, um, provided from 
the health, you know, the, the units that this person has worked on. So um, this is not just somebody calling in, you know, with some some rumors. Uh, I want to bring in my guest, Mary. That's her name is uh, protected. Uh, it's not her real name. Um, we always disguise. Um, Mary works in a, is a healthcare worker. Keep it very broad there. And I, I, Mary, I want to welcome you to the show first of all, and thank you for for being here today. All right. Great. Thank you so much, um, Mary. Let's start by you know by talking about um, you. You work across a number of units and or medical areas, I guess, in this system. And you are becoming, you said, more and more aware that vaccinated people are are really uh, coming in in large numbers. They're very, very sick. Um, tell us a little bit about that to introduce sort of the situation. And then we'll get into some of the uh, types of illnesses that you're seeing in these people that have taken the injections. Yes, we are at, at, at a point where... I'm seeing pretty much a full day's worth of people that are coming in um, with back injuries. Um, uh, did you say injuries? Uh, yes, injuries. Um, oh, if I had an echo, I apologize. Um, no, no, no problem. Um, I know your your voice is disguised as well. We want to make sure we protect people that are coming forward. Um, just speak a little, you know, as clearly as you can, and um, you know, maybe a little louder. But you're doing great. Thank you. Um, we uh, are seeing. Go ahead. Uh, well, first of all, our our facility is what we call uh, census surge, which is their um, it's full capacity. There are chairs and as in the hallways, um, we're literally treating patients in areas that are not designated for patient care. Wow. Most of so the they're, uh, they're patients over, that I'm working flow. with are at the facility due to some type of health um, crisis post-vaccination. Mm. Mary, are the patients themselves who are coming in I know you mentioned when we spoke, um, when we first met to speak for the show, you said that uh, some people come uh, f over over time more than once for different types of care. Uh, they're coming in. Do they are they connecting their their new illnesses or debilitation to the shots that they had? Most unfortunately are not. Most feel that once they get the vaccination, they're safe from getting COVID. Um, any patients that have come in that had comorbidity, comorbidities or immunocompromised states, those things are significantly exacerbated by um, these injections. So, so there are existing problems. You're because you, you being there with them over time, you've seen. You know their history, and their existing uh, chronic illnesses are much worse in this short period of time. Is that right? Correct, yes. And you can look at the timeline. Um, in our computer system, I can see from when they first started coming in post-vaccination. I can also see their history prior to these injections. Um, it, 
know, up to years ago, um, many of them have not been in the this system in, in, in years. Um, and once they get these injections, I can literally look at each month post-injection and see that they've been in and out of this facility, of multiple facilities, doctor's offices, urgent care, starting at the time where they started receiving these injections. Yeah. Um, Mary, you said that... Um you used to maybe in one career, uh, someone would see one or two, uh, you know, brain, big giant clots and mesentery vessels in the, for, for, for the audience, those are, you know, in the, in the trunk of the body, the mesentery, um, you're seeing these huge clots. Uh, we're going to, we're going to have to go to break in a couple of seconds, but um, you're saying that you're seeing them more and more almost on a weekly basis. Um, let's, let's talk about that when we come back on the break. Uh, we're here with Mary, who is a whistleblower on the front lines, trying to get us information so that we can warn people more about these shots. I'm Jane Ruby in the War Room. The BioPros are the new non-GMO pollution solution using eco-friendly products to treat everyday problems while supporting our environment. For the first time, the BioPros are bringing to the public market a suite of bioremediation products to the everyday consumer. Their first product they are launching is called BioSeptic Pro, a product specifically designed to establish a healthy septic system. BioSeptic Pro contains live microorganisms, not traditional enzymes like its competitors. This stuff lives in your septic system. It's really like probiotics for your septic tank. Say goodbye to septic problems, gas buildup, and odor guaranteed. Bioseptic Pro is light years ahead of traditional septic treatments. They have a revolutionary patented delivery system that carries live microorganisms to treat the problem at its core, making their products up to 100 times more effective than its competitors. Bioseptic Pro is safe for plumbing, human, animal, and aquatic life. Secure your Bioseptic Pro today at thebiopros.com. For anaerobic septic tanks, thebiopros.com. One of the products that I'm very proud of, I don't talk enough about because there's so many amazing essential oils and ingredients in it, it takes a long time to break down the product because it's a complex product. A lot of the sprays you put in your mouth, your throat and lungs are really thin. It's a little bit of alcohol, maybe one or two essential oils. Not our lung cleanse. It's got a long list of the highest quality essential oils and ingredients in it. You take a few sprays in your mouth, lightly inhale, and it just does so much for me when I've got allergies or when uh, my throat is tired. It's just very, very soothing, and it's just one more thing for you and your family to have in your arsenal during these insane times. So get your lung cleanse discounted at InfoWarsStore.com and get yourself and your family prepared while at the same time funding the InfoWar, a total 360 win. InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com forward slash show. Thanks for being with me today here in the war room. I'm Dr. Jane Ruby, your host uh, for these three hours. Uh, We were talking with um, a very brave person who's a whistleblower in a very large healthcare system somewhere in the United States to let you know what the real situation is on the ground, the truth of the matter, 
Uh, we were talking earlier in the show. I've laid out for you how the the Delta variant is a scam. There, there, there there's no diagnostic you know t- tool for it. There isn't even a diagnostic tool for the SARS-CoV-2. And one of the things I wanted to ask, uh, welcome back, Mary, to the show. I wanted to ask you, is you know, in order for people to get you know their insurance to cover their health care, they have to have they have to, the the providers in a system have to use diagnostic codes. So we're talking about uh, the International Classification of Diagnoses, ICD-10 codes, which is the current standard. Are there codes for uh, Delta variant or any kind of variant, Mary, to, to this situation? Um, my particular role does not, I mean, I don't do, I do billing, but I bill for my services under the actual particular service. I don't look at the codes. Um, I see. However, my concern okay. is, um, which kind of points to the answer to your question, I have not seen the word Delta variant in any note, any physician notes, any um, of any any sort. Um, I, I see the notes of every doctor in the facility, specialist, um, hospitalist, um, any type of um, urgent care notes. Uh, family doctor notes to feed into the system. I have not seen that word, not once. The only place I have seen that word is in letters from the administration of this healthcare system to the employees Mm -hmm. notifying us that the Delta variant is ramping up the number of cases. That's amazing to me. Uh, I mean, you're all medical professionals. Uh, I, I am one myself. I can't imagine. Are are you guys talking about it? Are are you intellectually saying to each other, like, you know, what is this Delta variant? How are we getting these diagnoses? Uh, is it a different type of swab or a different? I mean, are you guys having these conversations, or are you all kind of walking around? Or not you, but I mean, are that are your are your the people around you, the providers around you, just kind of walking around like zombies, medical zombies? What's going on? Unfortunately, that's the majority of what I'm seeing. There are. Um, you know, doing this over a period of months, I now know um, which groups of people are um, seeing what's going on and which groups aren't. Unfortunately, the, the majority are not seeing, um, really don't seem in tune with what's going on at all. They're just continuing and, and chalking up these unusually clust- large clusters of um, uh, uncommon diagnoses and uncommon situations um, as just... Uh, unusual. I mean, it's, it's not even, it's, it's mind-blowing that the things that we're seeing now, and we literally have signs up throughout the facility about um, uh, to, 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 that aggressive behavior will not be tolerated in the facility. Uh, I've been here many years, and I have never seen signs like that put up. We have so um, many um, patients that yeah, are coming Mary? in after some yeah. vaccinations with altered mental status and cognitive changes aggression, um, uh, just, yeah. you know, Mary. unusual behavior, it's a different Mary, world. What, Mary, I have to interrupt you. What, you said there were signs around the facility that were telling uh, staff, warning them about, was it their behavior? What, can you clarify? No, we've had um, such a change in our patient population. We have so many more patients with uh you know, obviously heart problems, uh, rashes of stroke, um, but a lot of these patients are coming in with um, 
cognitive changes that are like we've never seen before. I can walk down some of these halls, and it literally looks like a feels like I'm walking through a mental institution. We have patients yelling out, patients climbing out of their bed. We have an unusually large number of sitters in the room due to the that happens to protect patients from themselves. Security has been called at an all-time high, and I've been at this facility many years. I have never seen security called as many times um, in the last month as oh in the, the decades that I have been here. Wow. And so, you know, when we went to break, we were starting to talk about what uh, your observation that people are getting in huge numbers than, than you ever seen it because your career is, does span a, a couple of uh, decades. Uh, these, these very unusual, uh, we've seen pictures of them on the internet actually, uh, where there are huge blood clots forming in the brain and, and you know, in, in, in the larger veins in, in the trunk of the body, the mesentery, venous thromba, thrombosis. Um, this probably could be accounting for the, the severe mental changes, but uh, what what is the discussion around these unusual giant blood clots that are forming in in many people? Um, the, the one those of us that know what's going on are going to awake to um, the reality of the situation. We literally just you know are dumbfounded that that people are not catching on. Um, we'll hear people talking of different situations that are unusual. Um, it just People just talk it up to, you know, post-COVID or, um, you know, people are just, they're just not catching on. Yeah, you, you, you've also said that the, ho- the, the hospital systems, the healthcare systems, your institution, they're intentionally now uh, hiding uh, vac- uh, immunization records so that you cannot tell or it's becoming harder and harder to, to, to determine the p- patients you come upon, whether they've been injected or not? Is that true? Yes. They used to be an immunization section in the beginning of the chart. Um, as the weeks went by after rollout, that section disappeared. Then wow. um, it was moved to another, to about four clicks away from the original section. Um, it was very difficult to find. There's no mention in any of the progress notes about these injections, um, including the emergency room. Um, it's just not, it's not mentioned at all. Yeah. Yeah. Mary, let me ask you, I mean, the kind of the question, the, the elephant in the room, the question is, uh, some of the people, you can't tell me all these trained medical people don't understand what's going on. I do understand there's a portion of them, maybe even a big portion, that are are just uh, I, to me it's incompetence. But 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 there's a big segment. Are these are the doctors minimizing? I mean, they're not even treating people uh, medically appropriately. I mean, are doctors are some doctors part of this? They would and they would have to be. There's that's just. Um they're not only minimizing it, they're just completely dismissing it. Myself and other colleagues um, in different um, roles, uh, have, I know of myself, I've approached multiple doctors only to be dismissed. Um, one doctor acknowledged me and said he, he, he acknowledged that I, when I went to him about what I was seeing with his patients, he 
he verbalized that he understood and didn't dismiss me, but he basically said there's nothing he can do about it. Other doctors have wow. literally just walked out of the room um, wow. in dismission of me and the patients. Um, it's, it's just wow. like nothing I've ever seen. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure uh, we're not disclosing what your role is. You, I don't, you know, we're just going to say for the audience, we're not referencing any particular medical role. But I mean, I'm, I'll say for myself, I'm a licensed nurse practitioner. I've been an RN before that, before I finished that advanced training. Uh, there's no way as nurses, we wouldn't talk, you know, nurses are advocates. Uh, I cannot believe the nurses in these units that you're interfacing with are, uh, I, I'm just totally ashamed of the entire medical community. Um, you, you indicated to me, and we only have about a minute left, but I want you to address this. You indicated to me that uh, people are getting suspicious, that they're getting annoyed with you when you are innocently, or at least trying to appear innocently on, the, on behalf of the patients that you're taking care of, uh, you know, calling attention to the, these very unusual things. And you said that people are getting angry with you and impatient. Just, just t about 30 seconds, just fill us in on that. Yes, I've been here. Uh, this is, is uh, in, in, you know, healthcare um, facility for many years, and people I used to be very friendly with and um, discuss patients with uh, comfort, comfortable, comfortably um, are no longer even looking at me when I walk in a room. Um, I'm very careful to, you know, document what I see with these patients, information about sure. the post injection sure. reactions, and yep. I'm one of the very few that do this. Um, ever since I've been more apparent that I'm uh, advocating for my patients, especially yep. when I... Yep. Unfortunately, Mary, it's. I, I want to thank you. I, I don't want to get. I don't want you to get cut off. I want to thank you for being brave, for coming forward. Your colleagues are criminals, and we're going to make sure they pay. Thank you so much for being here in the war room today, Mary, and stay when safe. Call to the show and thank me for all I've done. I always stop them and I say, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for keeping Infowars on the air. Thank you for praying for us, and thank you for spreading the word. If all of you will simply go to InfoWarsStore.com and get a privacy pocket for your iPhone or Droid, it will teach you and others that these things are surveilling you. It will remind you every day like it does me and my family, and it will protect where you go and what you do. Not because you've done something wrong, but because the big telecoms, big tech, and the globalists are predatory and are evil. And in the surveillance state, we need to more and more start doing everything we can to mitigate the criminal activity they're involved in. These are the highest quality, highest ratings. They're available at InfoWarsStore.com in four different colors, and they are only $19.95. The exact same pocket is sold for $24.95 or even $29.95 everywhere. They're available right now for $19.95, and they fund the InfoWar. Please take action today, protect your privacy, and fund the InfoWar. Giving in to having these chains put on you only makes them put the chains on tighter later. So that's why they squeeze and then release. Squeeze again, release again, but each time getting tighter. So by the time they've squeezed us down two or three times, we'll be at a level we'll never be able to get out of and won't be resisting at the key moment when they finally break our neck. And we're entering that neck-breaking area in the next year to two when they finally enforce these world IDs, when people are starving in mass, the borders are totally collapsed, and they're going to hold us hostage and say now, it's your fault you didn't take these IDs. It's your fault you didn't take these shots. And even when you finally give in, there's no food at the store, and you go and you take the shots, it's only going to get worse after that. Just like all these people that took the shots, 
because they were, quote, heroes that was going to make them invincible. And now they learn they're actually the super spreaders. They're the ones causing it. The countries that have the highest rates of inoculation have the highest rates of death and disease because it's all a trap. It's all a spiritual delusion. What you have to do is go back into the 1970s when swine flu was an issue and they came up with the swine flu vaccine. And I was I was working in a hospital as an orderly at that time taking care of patients that had, had developed this neurologic problem called Guillain-Barre syndrome in response to the swine flu. And we lost, I think it was somewhere around 25 people. And the United States, which didn't have a campaign of we're in this together and we care. 25 people was enough for the U.S. Uh, population to get involved and for mainstream media 60 minutes to do a story on the swine flu vaccine. Now here we are in 2021 and we're a great loving society and we're all in this together. And mainstream media doesn't seem to have an interest in covering a story about tens of, you know, uh, Eight, nine, ten thousand people in the U.S., twelve thousand in in Europe. I don't just say this stuff; it sounds shocking. When I say they want to kill you and your family, that's their goal. This equation has four factors: a little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO two, that you want to get to zero, and that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO two being put out. Uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, that's back from high school algebra. But let's, let's take a look. Uh, first, we've got population. We have 100 million people in this country, John, who are eligible to be vaccinated, who are not vaccinated. We've really got to get those people to change their minds, make it easy for them, convince them, do something to get them to be vaccinated because they are the ones that are propagating this outbreak. They hear Fauci and they see these other liars on TV saying this, this lie. 99% of people dying have not taken the COVID shot. And notice now even Congress said, give us those statistics. That was a week ago. They won't do it. It does not exist. Soft cook numbers where they counted from the beginning of the fake pandemic uh, in January of last year into January of this year when the inoculations began. And for the first month, they did not ask someone who had been inoculated, who was sick at the hospital, to do a COVID test because that was, quote, the CDC directive. That's how they took statistics. So they did not put any deaths from anyone else in the database to then create that fraudulent number. That's now confirmed. There is no way for physicians to enter into the computer system when patients come into the hospital or clinic that they're having an adverse event to a, a SARS-CoV-2 vaccine, although there is for MMR, there is for influenza, but there's no code to enter in for the patient has an adverse event to the, any of these, these vaccines. So there's not going to be any computer record. When physicians try to log on and enter the code uh, on computers, uh, many of the, my colleagues tell me they're getting their their uh, information just kicked back out. There's more than 40 countries, but there's about 22 that are really the most important. Island nations, you name it. But all of them are very isolated, very authoritarian, very controlled areas. Singapore, Iceland, Israel. But, but many of them are physical islands. Gibraltar is 98% inoculated. Talk about a police state. And they have the highest COVID rate, number two in the world. 
Let's continue. Israel has some of the highest COVID rates in the world, and they are, what, 8 out of 10 vaccinated, 80%. The vaccine is what will kill you, and then they will say that it is the unvaccinated. So this is a master plan, world genocide, bigger than Hitler right now. This has already killed more people than Hitler did. We are literally facing Hitler on PCP and steroids. Hey, everybody, this is Dr. Jane Ruby in Washington, D.C., author of A Sea of New Media. I wanted to tell you a little bit about this book because I was inspired to write it by Andrew Breitbart, who actually vindicated the Tea Party after they were falsely accused of calling three African-American congressional leaders the N-word, and nobody could come up with a video or an audio. So he told them weeks later and on the National Mall to hold up their cell phones, and thousands of people held up their cell phones, And you could see this beautiful in the night. And he said, there you have a sea of new media to capture the lies. Folks, we can't trust our mainstream media. We cannot trust our press. When you report fake news, which CNN does a lot, you are the enemy of the people. When President Trump says they're the enemy of the people, he's not being a dictator. He's telling the truth. They won't tell us the truth. But if we all have our cameras out in public, they can't lie if thousands of us are showing a video of something happening or not happening. So I encourage you to pick up a copy of the book. It's called A Sea of New Media. And if you think you don't can't make a difference, think about the guy who caught Hillary Clinton on tape. The average citizen caught Hillary Clinton being dragged into the van at the 9-11 memorial in 2016. We never would have known she was ill if it wasn't for that single individual citizen. Pick up a copy of A Sea of New Media on Amazon, and if you happen to see me around D.C., I'll be happy to sign the book for you and give you a big hug. I'm on Facebook and Twitter, and I have a show in D.C. called Dr. Jane's D.C. Tuesday and Thursday nights on the Exceptional Conservative Network. Please join me again. I'm Dr. Jane Ruby. See you next time. Okay, okay, okay. It's a little shameless plug on the book, but I do want to make a point with the book. And that is to tell you, especially because things are going to be changing very quickly, uh, we're going to get more pressured more and more. You're going to be approached uh, to some degree by uh, authorities and things like that. We see this happening in Australia and Canada. Have your cell phone on. This little thing that you carry around all day long and, you know, our noses are in it, that thing is actually a witness that you carry with you every minute of the day. And so you should always have it ready on, you know, as things start to to change, evolve, whatever, because you're going to need evidence and you can you know, definitely uh, help to break information to people. And there's nothing more powerful than a video. So you heard a little bit of the history of uh, how and why I was inspired to write it uh, by a lot of people that you even see on um, InfoWars. And uh, Alex Jones, actually one of the people that influenced me to write that book. Uh, There were two guys, um, um, Jack Posobiec and Mike Cernovich back in 2017 and said, hey, we'll just publish it yourself. So I encourage all of you to take media into your own hands be the media and um, it, it makes a big difference it's a small book it's easy to read but you'll see how a lot of people that you already know who are very famous today that have been on Alex's shows and Owen's shows now for the last few years um, that show that I mentioned in the film uh, no longer exists so don't go looking for it hard to believe that that was taped impromptu uh, 2019 um, almost two years ago and it was uh, right in front of the White House as we got ready for one of our 
you know, very happy rallies in those days uh, in Lafayette Park. So anyway, um, what I wanted to move into before we get to later, a little bit later, we're going to be uh, talking with uh, the one and only Dr. Carrie Madej, one of my uh, favorites. Uh, before we get to our, our chat with Dr. Madej, I wanted to address this issue of, we have a new, we have a new term, vaccine breakthrough, okay? I want you to be prepared. I want you to be edified. I want you to be empowered. This is, uh, you know, we've had variants, we've had cases, which were meaningless. Variant, you now know, is meaningless. This vaccine breakthrough is really what Dr. Simone Gold has been teaching and taught you know, quite a bit in the beginning when this whole thing started, uh, of antibody-dependent enhancement. It's not the unvaccinated. And again, I'm using vaccinated as a colloquialism. You, you all know that I, I have said many times this is not a vaccine because it does not confer immunity. It does not confer any protection. But Dr. Dr. Gold explained in the very beginning, and, and in doing so, she warned us. Many others have come after her to warn us uh, that the people that take these injections will eventually develop some form of antibody-dependent enhancement, which is really defined as sort of an over-priming of your immune system so that when you uh, uh, are exposed again to a general coronavirus in the environment, your body may overreact. So um, let's, so essentially what I'm saying is antibody-dependent enhancement is, is sort of coming home to roost, and that's what vaccine failure has also been coined as. So let's, let's tee up uh, Dr. Gold uh, talking about ADE in one of her earlier presentations, and she explains where it came from. Dr. Gold. One of the most commonly known complications of vaccines is something called, big science words coming up, guys, antibody-dependent enhancement. It's also sometimes called immune enhancement, and it's sometimes called pathogenic priming. What this is, is instead of really causing immunity, it causes a person to overreact in a negative way if they should ultimately be exposed to the virus. This thing called antibody-dependent enhancement or pathogenic priming, although you haven't heard of it, is well known to scientists. I like to say it has its own Wikipedia page. This is not fringe. This exists and this is real. The biggest problem with antibody-dependent enhancement, we see this with prior coronavirus vaccines. So when they were doing the studies with SARS-CoV-1 vaccine back in 2005, they came up with a vaccine and they gave it to the ferrets and it was two dose like the ones today and the ferrets did fine after the first dose, they did fine after the second dose. Later they exposed them to the coronavirus SARS-CoV-1 in the wild and the ferrets died. That's why SARS-CoV-1 vaccine never came to market. Antibody dependent enhancement. You can find all the information I'm discussing on americasfrontlinedoctors.com, vaccine information. Also, I'll get to it at the end at the stopmedicaldiscrimination.org site. It has it there as well. Everything is well footnoted and referenced. Yep. Great so known website. complications include antibody-dependent enhancement and also some of the things you've seen in the news, like neurologic problems, like transverse myelitis, Bell's palsy, Guillain-Barre, yep. et cetera. Those are known complications with that is, vaccines that already That exist. is Dr. Simone Gold and explaining antibody-dependent enhancement. 
which I believe is really what's happening in hospitals and why we have to keep the narrative straight that is that is the injected that are now in getting sick in droves, as our whistleblower Mary explained to us, uh, in, in very severe illnesses, loss of cognition, things like that. It's important to remember, I want to be responsible when I talk about you know medical and scientific things, it's important to remember that human studies do not always um, 100% translate to humans. Um, animal studies don't trans- translate to humans. Uh, but they are a good area to see early safety signals, especially death and things like that. Does that mean that everybody will die of antibody-dependent enhancement? No, and we don't know. We don't know. But what it does tell us is that there's a high risk, and we know that people are getting sick. Uh, the flu viruses, cold virus, coronaviruses, they're all, you, you live in an, I've said this many times on the show, you live in an ocean of bacteria and protozoa and fungi and all kinds of other things. Um, and so you're going to, you're, you're going to be exposed to these things before we wrap up this first segment here in the worm of the second hour, uh, over the first hour, um, Moving into our second hour, I wanted to share with you regarding vaccine breakthrough. This is the term they're using, uh, ADE. The CDC put out a slide deck. I don't think it's leaked. I don't think it's secret because um, it's all over the Internet. But it is a slide deck. And one of the slides has a title, Increasing Percentage of Vaccinated Persons Among Those Hospitalized. Okay? So the CDC is telling you that the majority of people are that are hospitalized right now with a COVID-like illness are the vaccinated, the injected. Do you need any more proof? You, like Dr. David Martin says, listen to the words of the criminals. Um, increasing, I think I provided a picture of this graph, but um, maybe maybe I didn't, um, apologies, but it's called increasing percentage of vaccinated person among those hospitalized. And you can see a line of, uh, of hospital deaths of people who were fully vaccinated and it's clearly this huge blue line going straight up of the injected people and the uninjected is a much lower line hello i'm mike lindell and i'm coming to you with the most important commercial that i've ever done all of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last five months in my efforts to bring the truth forward well it's all come down to this I'm having a cyber symposium on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. This historical event will be live streamed 72 hours straight on my new platform, frankspeech.com. You can help by getting everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support this cyber symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products, but they're only offered at frankspeech.com. Thank you and God bless. Go to frankspeech.com and enter promo code Alex or call 800-675-4614 and use promo code Alex. You know, it's crazy to get to this point. It's very bittersweet. Everything we've talked about has happened just like we said it would. And now we have a lot of credibility, but I don't care about that. I care about beating the New World Order. And it's because we have so much credibility, they can't allow us to stay on air much longer. And I don't have time to tell you all the stuff they're doing to us for a lot of reasons. I can't tell you what's going on, but let's just say this. We're going to see this through to the end. We're going to stay on air as long as we can. So please pray for us and please buy the products at InfoWarsStore.com. They're great products, plus they fund the operation. So you know, unlike other products you can buy, they're still great. 
Do they fund freedom? No, a lot of them don't. These are great products that fund freedom and fund justice when the whole world's waking up and looking for truth. That's why the globalists are censoring. They can't bring in all this tyranny and leave people like us on the air. So while you're at it, don't just financially support us and spread the word. Download everything we've done you can find and save it because who knows how long we're going to be on the air and the enemy is trying to destroy everything we ever said. The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show. Hey, welcome back to The War Room. We are in our second hour. I'm Dr. Jane Roop, in for Owen Schroyer. And I'm really thrilled to to be talking to my next guest, who has just been an icon, as far as I'm concerned, in this war. She's a sister warrior. She's an internal medicine doc and uh, done a lot of charity work uh, outside the United States, Um, medical school professor, and uh, like I said, just leading on the leading edge of everything that's going on. Dr. Carrie Madej, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Dr. Ruby. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I've watched so many of your interviews. And of course, we do have a little bit of a connection through Dr. Tenpenny. But uh, this is the first time we've really had a chance to, to kind of, you know, look at what's happening. And um, so I, I have so many things I'd love to talk to you about today. I hope we have time to get to all of them. Um, but the first thing I wanted to ask you, Dr. Madej, was um, what are your thoughts on uh, what's, what we're seeing? Uh, I titled this show, you know, Pandemic of the Lies Against the Unvaccinated, because as you know, there's a war of words going on right now to try to pin what we're seeing. Um, we had a whistleblower in earlier on the show who's on the front lines and is just blown away with the number of people that are dying and suffering in hospitals who are post-jab uh, with all kinds of really serious illnesses. Is this anti-dependent or antibody-dependent um, enhancement? Well, I can tell you from uh, right here in Georgia, from a lot of the people that are working in the hospitals, they are coming up to me quietly. They can't be very outspoken, of course, because of their job. And they are, they are telling me that they are seeing so many patients come in, young women, young men who are normally healthy, and they are getting very ill. And these people have gotten the injections and they should have gotten over these normal flu-like illnesses, but they're not. And so some of them are even on ventilators. And they said that sometimes they're not even putting on the um, chart necessarily vaccinated or not, just undetermined or unknown. And so I don't think we're getting a very fair view of how many um, cases we have of Uh, injected or non-injected and who's getting sick. So right now we have a lot of misinformation, a lot of disinformation. It's obviously very purposeful. And so we have to ask why. And now we're facing the most existential issue ever in humanity, in my opinion. It's about the autonomy of your body, about the freedom to choose what happens to your body, the freedom to choose how to speak, how to think, And so, you know, we can talk all day long, like you know, about all the different issues with these injections, and there's so many things to go over. But if we back up with a bird's eye view, what is really going on is about authority over our own person, over our own mind. And that's why we need to unite and say, we need to stand for that first, and then we have to start looking at all these other things that are going on. And so I have to say that I'm saying that every day I think it's so important to talk about autonomy of our body, our human rights. 
And then I, I have something else to uh, tell you as well. The last two weeks, I was able to, um, I had a, a local lab invite me to look at a vial of one of the injections. I'm not able to tell you which one, but it's one of the ones approved for use in the U.S. And okay. we looked at it under the microscope, just the fluid, okay? Nothing was added, only the light source from the microscope, a compound microscope. When we looked at these image, when we looked at the fluid, at first, um, I put a cover, they put a cover slip on, and when we looked, it was very linear looking. So there were a lot of particles. And you know, anything that's injected into a human, we really shouldn't have particles in there. So we looked closer, and as time went on over two hours, these particles migrated to the edge of the cover slip. Once they were there, uh, over time, colors were very prominent. Colors. Mm -hmm. There was a deep blue, a purple, green, which that was something that I could not understand. Why was this inside of the vial? And so there was very obvious uh, synthetic structures, um, you know, that I, I, I'm not sure what they are. They need to be tested. But this was surprising to everybody. And it's uh, it's has cemented my my faith and my uh, my determination to continue just like you are, just like all the other great doctors out there, to warn the people that what they're telling you that you are taking is not really exactly what's in the vial. We There's other things no. that we do not know, and we need to examine that. Yeah, and, and I can see that you're visibly shaken by the discovery, and what you saw is not really exactly what you thought you were going to see is there it will there be if you know a uh, subsequent examination or analysis of this material that you visually saw under the regular microscope will they be sending it for some kind of chemical analysis to really nail what that is um the people at the lab are very determined to do more tests if they are able to get more samples they would like to do them obviously on many different vials from uh, several of the manufacturers, of course, and of course have more genetic testing and seeing what is actually being produced genetically. That would be a great thing to make sure. Um, also look at the different synthetic substances inside of there, um, see how they're interacting with human uh, blood under the microscope. Is this a direct toxic reaction? What's happening to, to the blood over, you know, even a short period of time? So I think there's so much information that is needed, and there's a lot of people that want to help. The issue is our own governments and our own you know, pe the, the people that are supposed to be in charge of our health and well-being, they are not allowing people to have free access to these vials to test and have, um, you know, a second look, a third look, a fourth look to make sure that the quality control is there. So how are we being manipulated and coerced into taking these injections that we really don't know what's inside of them. They are experimental. We don't know the quality control. We have no idea if they're degrading, if, if they're you know, intact, if, if someone's putting a different adjuvant in at one time than another. We have no idea. We have that right because the government is supposed to serve us, not the other way around. And so uh, this is what I've seen. I don't have any images to show you. It's just my word, of course. But this is my call to everybody to try to start 
demanding from our government that we need to analyze what's inside of here to make sure that we have proper informed consent. And if you have all the ingredients and you want to do it and you're an adult and you, you can make that decision, wonderful. Sure. But then, sure. then those of us that don't want it, we should be able to say no. Yeah, absolutely. And the other part of this that concerns me, and I've talked about it before, and I'm sure you recognize it too, because I I do sense uh, a tone of urgency in your voice, is that this is um, something that's happening in lockstep across the the globe. The, The way that they have corralled so many, we just talked to a whistleblower before who also said doctors are just kind of walking around like zombies and nurses and they're not really um, doing anything to stop it. They see what's going on. But this lockstep power to get all kinds of institutions to bow down and and to have um, specialists and experts, um, it's like a race against time. Like they're trying to get this in as many people as possible before we do figure it out. So anyway, we're, we're up, uh, coming up on a break. Um, stay with us. Dr. Carrie Madej is with us. Very special opportunity today to talk to her. I'm Dr. Jane Ruby in the War Room. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm coming to you with the most important commercial that I've ever done. All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last five months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, it's all come down to this. I'm having a cyber symposium on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. This historical event will be live streamed 72 hours straight on my new platform, frankspeech.com. You can help by getting everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support this cyber symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products, but they're only offered at frankspeech.com. Thank you and God bless. Go to frankspeech.com and enter promo code ALEX. Or call 800-675-4614 and use promo code ALEX. The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show. Trigger warning. This broadcast contains subject matter that might trigger liberal snowflakes. It's The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Share this message right now at band.video. Well, it's called The War Room for a reason, and that's because we are uh, with some of the most incredible warriors of our time right now. And I'm just uh, really happy to have uh, one of the leading edge experts and and someone who's been on the front lines from the very beginning, uh, Dr. Carrie Madej. So, Dr. Madej, thank you again for being with us today in The War Room. I, I, you know, before we went to the break, we started talking about uh, a, a very important discovery that you witnessed. Uh, you, you mentioned briefly that you were a privy to uh, just a visual exam of uh, a, a, a vial of one of these injections, but something approved in the U.S. And the description you gave was really kind of chilling. Um, you know, we've we've seen other reports. um, And I'm not sure if you've seen them or not, so just tell me if you're unaware of them. But there was a Spanish group Mm -hmm. in 
uh, La Quinta Columna, I reported on it on the Stu Peter show, where they had a, a they had established a chain of custody uh, with a law enforcement officer who's willing to sign off on it, but they're protecting his identity right now. And that vial had um, some toxic chemicals in it. We've talked about graphene oxide till we're all blue in the face. It was hard for people to believe that any company or government would allow this to go forward. But, you know, it's it's just not looking good. Um yeah, I just wondered, you know, if you if you wanted to, you know, say a little bit more because we kind of rushed off to break of what you saw, and what the feeling was in the room, and what where, what do the other experts, you know, that were there think about this? Well, it was um, it was surprising that you know I've I've looked at slides many times, I've prepared them many times. It's not anything new. But when they put the drops on the slide and put the cover slip, the, the, the glass top on, um, you saw the particulates. And unless there's something living um, underneath there, usually there's not any movement. But I was surprised to see the particulates. When I say particulates, they were dense little uh, particles um, that were very easily seen. And they were becoming more colorful as time went on, which was very interesting to me. I've never seen that phenomenon Meaning, as the two hours went on of observing, um, a deep purple, uh, a royal blue, um, a green started to appear, some yellow and orange, um, very colorful. And I wasn't sure how that was possible. But the particulates would go to the edge of the cover slide actually quite quickly. So there was movement to get there. And in my interpretation, this is just my observation, I believe those particulates were there because they were able to then coalesce. I, we, we saw clumping and um, gathering of these different particulates together. And over time, they became bigger. Okay, so that was very interesting. Again, only a light source, uh, rooming to warm temperature, nothing else was added. Sure. Um, there were more, there were some structures that looked obviously very, um, more, uh, there was a couple I could say that maybe that looked similar to the graphene structures, but I don't know if they are. I'm just saying they look similar. Some were more of a metallic almost uh, consistency. It's something I hadn't seen. It was opaque and shiny. So that was another kind of uh, particle that I'd seen. And then also, again, the colorful kind of... Um, they were translucent but colorful, and um, yeah. they were very string-like. So those were the main yeah. things that I saw, and they were um, changing over time. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you're aware of this other report, but I uh, recently brought to the attention of people here in the States uh, a U.K. doctor named Dr. Philippe Van Welbergen, who actually mm -hmm. took, he's a, like an old country doctor, he's got the microscope and everything, and he had so many patients complaining clinically, you know, there's these bad clinical presentations of fatigue and just not themselves, and so he did some blood smears and he found a lot of very unusual, um, so I wanted to, but before we get to that, so we're seeing blood, you know, smears that are really abnormal that no experts have ever seen before, mm -hmm. but before before we go to that, um, when you saw these colored particulates sort of gravitating toward the edges, and again, this is speculation, you're, you're a physician, you've seen a lot of things under a microscope in the lab, I would assume, for clinical, clinically, you know, did, did you have a sense that there was, that they, it was alive, or was it a mechanical movement, just like a, a you know, maybe a magnetic thing pulling it out, uh, if, if you had any feeling about that? 
Uh, it, that is really difficult to say because these are structures that I have never personally seen before. These aren't mm. something normal that I would see in a, a biologic, you know, I, I would always look at biologic samples. So this was not normal for me to see that. Um, I was not expecting to see the colors and, and that sort of thing. And how, I don't, I'm not sure how the coalescing was happening, the aggregation or the assembling was happening, if that was actually something that was planned or just happened. Let's put it that way. I, I have to, I, I'm just making um, my observations now. I'm not saying anything is this Conclusive. or anything is that. Correct. Yes. Right. So right. these are just an right. observation, and these are things that are not normal for a doctor to see, or I'd say the average scientist to see under a slide, especially when we're dealing with something that's being injected into human beings. So this is why I'm incredibly concerned, and yes, I, I I have an urgency to me, just like, you know, you've been amazing with presenting your data and information. It's, uh, I'm so grateful. And it's because that all of us are being silenced very quickly. And, you know, the Fed, there's a federal mandate that has said that any doctor that goes against the narrative or the paradigm of what the CDC or the World Health Organization is saying, if we just disagree, even if we have research, the federal government has now said to the state board, medical boards, they have the right to take away that doctor's license. Just like mm -hmm. that. It means that you cannot question anything told to you. Now, how many times has the CDC changed their minds and went back and forth? You're not supposed to question that. You're not supposed mm -hmm. to look at the research. Mm -hmm. I don't think people understand the gravity of what that mandate is. And Dr. Mercola, he had to take away, take off uh, offline all of his articles from the last 20 years. He's being, um, you know, he's said he's being harassed and threatened. And so he's had to take off all of his hard work for 20 years, all of his research. So my point yeah. is, we are losing our ability for p the few of us to speak up. And so while we still have this platform, while we can, and I, I ask all of your listeners to please share information. Please tell people that right now our freedom of speech is truly in grave danger. And if we don't speak up, who will speak up after us? Who, who will that be? That's you know? absolutely right. Yep, absolutely right. No, it's, I, I clearly, I hope, the, I hope our listeners and our viewers are getting the message from you today that um, there's a sense of urgency. There is um, a closing window of time to change this and push back on it. Um, and, and that actually kind of leads me, you know, maybe we can get into it more in the next segment because we're coming up against a stop again. But um, I, I do believe there's this uh, sort of, window of time that's closing. Um, I want to talk to you, you know, when we come back really about, you know, what do you, what do you think uh, people can do uh, on the ground? I know I've, I've told people that, um, look, we can't affect anything on the national level right now. Uh, they're just, they're, they're tightening the vice, but we can control mm -hmm. what's left locally in terms of school boards and commissions and, you know, get, find mm -hmm. like-minded people, even people that have been injected are now regretting it, and we we need to help them, but also they are going to be great allies, I think. Um, maybe just, you know, we have at least 30, 30 seconds left, you know, address what your, what your thoughts are on that and what people can do. 
Absolutely. I think the most effective thing is to take your children out of those public schools right now. You start homeschooling, you have community schools, they will learn so much more. They will be healthier, more well-adjusted. They won't be traumatized and they'll be very healthy physically as well. And that will send a signal right this second. If we did that, we will already be three steps ahead instead of three steps behind. That's what you can start. And of course, the same things you said community groups. We need to start protesting like they do in Europe. We need to start being around like-minded people. Speak our mind because the government is supposed to serve us, not the other way around. We somehow got it backwards. Children flipped upside down. Yep. Yes. Let's rescue through our five senses that we are kept fascinated and hypnotized by the lies we are told. And the only way to see through this illusion is with our higher senses, which is why fluoridated water is a big problem. Consuming too much fluoride forms phosphate crystals around the pineal gland and shuts down its natural functions. Natural functions which have been known for millennia. The Hindu chakras align with the endocrine system. The chakra aligned with the pineal gland is the third eye, also described as the seat of the soul. The pineal gland is what connects us to higher levels of consciousness and otherwise unseen dimensions of reality. Fluoride-free water is essential to keeping our pineal gland healthy. Our water filtration systems with the proper filters will keep your drinking water fluoride-free and the ProPure showerhead will seal the deal. Get them both today for yourself or a friend at InfoWarsStore.com. We here at InfoWars are proud to announce the first ever Kava Kava Root Supplement that is now available at InfoWarsStore.com. Kava is one of the hottest new breakthroughs in the natural health world today, though it has been used for hundreds of years in the Pacific Islands for its relaxation and euphoric effects. According to ancient Samoan legend, Kava was given as a gift by the sun god Tagaloa, who they considered to be the supreme ruler and creator of the universe. The Samoan people would drink kava tea during social gatherings and sacred ceremonies to loosen up a little. Nowadays, kava is used around the world by many who enjoy its serious benefits. The new Kava Chill by Dr. Jones Naturals contains a full blend of not only kava kava, but other herbs including, but not limited to, German chamomile, organic skullcap, and valerian root. We do expect to sell this new product quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Hey, everybody, you're back in the war room today with Dr. Jane Ruby and Dr. Carrie Madej. We are talking about uh, what's going on, the closing window of time. And, you know, Dr. Madej, I have this feeling, especially after talking to you today, that, um, you know, I, I guess I think we've gotten as much information out as we can. Yes. I it's all there. Agree with it's, you. it's not for your good. It's is, is that what I'm reading? I mean, I'm reading it in general, and I really got the feeling from talking with you so far today. What are your, what are your thoughts? I mean, sh- share more, because I, I love when you, you know, just kind of lay it out there. I'm, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, but um, I'm worried. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm a little 
frustrated now, I guess, because how long have we been talking about all the potential negative things and the negative things that are happening? I mean, how many more do you need? Do you need 2,000 instead of 200? I mean, we have <laughs> enough to stay to say stop or at least don't force anyone into this against their will, right? So right, at right. least uphold human rights. So I'm really kind of tired of talking about all the potential negatives. We pretty much know there's some something not right here. And this is not true science. This is not how good scientific methodology is performed. This is right. going against our oath as, physici- as physicians to uphold the uh, sanctity and the sacredness of a human life and not to look at it frivolously and carelessly and just put it forward no matter what and and not honoring someone's will and want. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm bored of that, right? Forget it. We have the information right. out. So now it's action today, not in a week, not after you do this. It is today because, you know, this is so, this is so, I guess, brilliant on the plan of these people that are trying to manipulate our world right now because they were smart. They didn't put a bomb, no really no bloodshed, right? So it hasn't triggered the alarm in anyone. Everybody thinks everything's fine. Well, they have to know that we are truly at war. We are truly at war. And until you get triggered and, and impassioned and, and motivated to move, nothing goes in a good direction for humanity. It, we keep going behind as we wait every day. I think this if there was ever something tragic like that, a bomb, God forbid, no. But if that happened, boom, you'd see everybody, you know, start to take action and do something, right? But right now, sure. no, everybody's waiting and waiting. And this this is the issue. It's the apathy and waiting for somebody else to do something. But we have to stand up for the human rights, and we have the power. If you know the Constitution, we have so many rights that we are just not exercising. We can do it right now, and we are the 99%. We are the ones with the power. And if we remember who we are, that we are made in the likeness of God— with un- inalienable rights, and that we have creative powers with God. So we can we can change this tide so quickly. Yeah. It is just waking that light up and re- getting people to remember who they are and that they do have power and, and to fight for something worthwhile, right? Why do you want to hold on to this material thing or this job or this? You're sure. willing to sacrifice your body That's a good point. and your mind? Yeah, exactly. Nobody exactly. buys my body or mind. Exactly. And Dr. Madej, I'm sure you get these all the time. I get a ton of people writing and saying, even after everything all of us have put out, uh, do you think I should get the second shot? Should yeah. I do this other thing? And I think to myself, you know, what, 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 you asked the right question. What, you know, I've said recently, there is no threshold. You have 10,000, like you said, is it 10,000 deaths enough? How many children should get myocarditis? Maybe another 1,200 or 50. I mean, where is everybody's mind? And now you have doctors and nurses, as we know from the whistleblowers, the one I had on today, telling us that they are complicit in the, in the hospitals right now, in the urgent care centers, in the long-term care centers. They're hiding it. It's going to explode. But I wanted to ask you, because you are more philosophical about this thing, and as existentially, you know, focused, what is it going to take? What more is it going to take for the people? It takes God, right? It takes a connection with God. That's what happened to us. We became disconnected from ourselves, our own spirit. We became disconnected from our family units, each other, because we got all, you know, 
connected to this thing. And yep. then, you know, we took God out of everything because we are mind, body, and spirit. You cannot separate them. We we don't do well. We, we fall apart. We kind of die, right? We became sure. disconnected. And so to me, why this is happening is we were already the walking dead as a civilization. And so mm. we asked for this to happen. We asked to be shaken out of our hypnosis, our walking dead. And so don't blame anybody else but yourself because everybody was so complacent looking at the screen, eating fast food, and not paying attention to what everybody was doing, passing laws and regulations and doing dirty deeds and making dirty deals. No one spoke up because it is our duty to make sure that the people that we elect are doing their job. If not, it is our duty to make the government anew. So who's to blame really here? Yep, it's absolutely. We can turn it around. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I do think it's going to have to get a little more dire. That's just my personal opinion. But I want to go back to something you said. Like before we, you know, we close with you today, you, you, you made a very important statement. It sounded very simple, though, maybe to the audience, but I want to go back to it. You, you gave one starting point that I think is incredibly important. You said start by pulling your children, all kids out of school. Just say no to this nonsense. Take them out. You Live a different way. Live the old-fashioned way. We're talking about, to be honest with you, we're talking about developing compounds in the southeastern part of the United States. It's friends, family, friends of because we want to self-sustain and go back to original, you know, the, the, the better, the ways that, you know, our grandparents lived with the gardens mm-hmm. in the backyard and all that. So um, maybe say more about starting with the children. First of all, I think it's important just to rescue them and to save them from this nonsense, but to protect them and probably from the jab being forced mm-hmm. uh, to babies and children. Now the, you know, the, the Pfizer with the two to uh, 10 year olds, it's just frightening. So yeah, so start yeah. simple and get the children I, out of school. I agree with you. I guess I have more of that brave heart spirit where I'm like, freedom, let's go. You know, <laughs> I, I, that's how I think we should handle things. But I had to, you yeah. know, look around and see that our fellow Americans for sure aren't going to do that. So what would be the most effective, um, quick um, you know, uh, stance that we could make that I think people could do yep. easily that they, they would be brave enough to do and that would send a signal fast to the people that are taking away our rights and freedoms. And I think it is that simple. It is this school year, you do not put your child in that public school. And why do you argue with school boards? Because you're trying to make something right to the same people that made it wrong. <laughs> That's, That's not going to work ever. So that's beautiful. That's beautiful. You know, education, as you know, Dr. Jane does not take money. We need to learn real things. We need to, we need to teach them real subjects, real science, real math, you know, teach them how seedlings grow, teach them how the power of intent that that love that experiment. You just uh, say beautiful things to one seedling, nothing to the middle. And then you say ugly things to the other and you see what happens. We did that in the 70s, yeah. you know? You don't yeah. need money. And, and yeah. they'll be brilliant children. And I'm sure you will agree that, God willing, when we get past this, medicine is going to be very different. Medicine, the treat, the use of med, right? Medicine is going to go back to nature. We're going to take care of each other, right? It's going to become more naturalistic. Uh, I'm sure you've had thoughts about that as well. 
Our bodies are miraculous and the body knows how to heal itself of everything, I promise you. What has been happening over our written history is that illnesses have been induced on us purposely. Toxin load is incredibly high from everywhere you can think of. And we also have to see ourselves sure. what we are. We're not just biological beings. We are a mind and, and a spirit as well. And you'd start taking care of all of that. You will have the most amazing yeah. health and a happy mind and happy life. And Dr. Madej, before we say goodbye to you, I know this is putting a little pressure on you. Maybe take 30, 45 seconds. Um, what can we do for those that have been injected right now? Is it is it is it worthwhile to use things to boost their health and immunity? What what can they do? I think once we have more knowledge about what is inside of these vials, I always believe that there's always a solution. Always, there's always frequency, energy, vibration. I I think that if we start using those things, that will be effective. However, right yeah. now, uh, make sure that you're very uh, you detox from heavy metals. You do take detox baths. You keep make sure you have a really clean, good organic diet. Um, you, you hug and, and you're with your family members, you know, and, and have joy too. And don't get any more of those injections. It's cumulative right, effect right. in the body. And that is, uh, very unhealthy. And also be careful how much you know, EMF that you are around radio frequency, microwave frequency, that is a really strong toxin for everybody and Great reduce advice. that and that will help. Great advice. Dr. Carrie Madej, thank you so much for everything you do. I'm Jane Ruby in the war room. What are champions made of? Here's a man who can show you. Triple eight two five three thirty one three nine. Triple eight two five three thirty one three nine. Triple eight two five three thirty one three nine. Is the Indian Power Store hotline? Triple eight two five three thirty one three nine. Triple eight two five three thirty one three nine. Triple eight two five three thirty one three nine. Is the Indian Power Store hotline? Triple eight two five three thirty one three nine. Is the Info War Store hotline? Triple eight two five three thirty one three nine. Is the Info War Store hotline? Triple eight two five three thirty one three nine. Is the Info War Store hotline? Triple eight two five three thirty one three nine. Is the Info War Store. Infowarsstore.com is simply the best. Infowarsstore.com beats out all the rest. Triple eight two five three thirty one three nine. Triple eight two five three thirty one three nine. Triple eight two five three thirty one three nine. It's the Infowarsstore hotline. Triple eight two five three thirty one three nine. Triple eight two five three thirty one three nine. Triple eight two five three thirty one three nine. That's Infowarsstore.com.